Hey everybody, today I want to talk about international relations and to be precise about relations between Russia and the United States. Historically, we know that two countries have not been in the best relations, but there were different periods like Cold War then when the Soviet Union collapsed there there was some warm relations they got significantly better that period lasted for about 10 years and uh, in 2000s when Vladimir Putin came to power relations between Russia and the United States started getting worse and worse tension between two countries was getting more and more strong and uh, the, uh, the the significant point was in the year 2014 when uh, war in Ukraine started and that war uh, is still there it it is uh, not that tough right now uh, the uh, it is not active right now but it still lasts uh, there is a front line, uh, there, uh, there is shooting every day, somebody dies every day, but uh, the front line doesn't move, so now, right now, officially right now, there is truce, but uh, there is no peace. Uh, anyway, uh, that, what I want to say that it seems that two countries just naturally uh, are kind of rivals. But lately the situation changed uh, into different and one of the reasons for this is that uh, China has kind of become the enemy number one and it took place of Russia and now there is uh, it's not quite clear but now it's kind of a period of uncertainty when uh, it is not war it's not similar situation to Cold War with China but it seems that situation is just getting uh, get into war and uh, I don't want to draw any uh, analogies because analog uh, straight direct analog analogies don't work in history uh, if you take the first world war it was different 
to previous wars, the Second World War was different to the First World War, the Cold War was different to the Second World uh, World War, but and the, the, the next war will be also different. It will be different from the Cold War. And now people already say about hybrid war. Hybrid war is when, like, is a new term that appeared, like, when countries don't really fight in the front line, but they use some kind of proxies to fight. So, uh, and uh, anyway, in, in this, in this, what I want to say that uh, analogies, straight, direct analogies don't work, but in a way we can compare modern day Chi- modern day China to uh, to Germany that uh, before the First World World War. So the situation back in the day was like Germany was really developing fast, and it already. It had overtaken Britain in many ways. It was producing more steel than Britain and more some other stuff, but uh, it didn't have colonies. Uh, The world had been uh, separated into spheres of influence long before Germany became a power that could take part in that separation. So it, uh, Germany was late, but it was quite developed, and that was one of the main reasons why the First World, ha- the First world War happened. And now the similar situation, it seems that the situation with China is similar. China had China was a poor country, but lately it has developed significantly, and right now it is in many ways it is already the first economy in the world. Uh, in terms of in terms of the GDP, it is the second economy but GDP could be counted in different ways and uh, some experts say that it has already overtaken the United States. Anyway, uh, China doesn't have the same influence as the United States and it doesn't have the same like soft power, uh, the same amount of soft power, it doesn't have any alliances that could be compared to NATO, for example. In fact, uh, China has many problems with countries that it has common border with. Almost every country that China borders with, uh, China has uh, China has some argues about it about the border. The only country that it doesn't have problems is Russia. But in the past we also had 
uh, unsettled border with China and even in the year 1969 there was a border conflict over an island called the in Russian it is called Damansky uh, back in the day the, so- the Soviet Union uh, won that conflict and uh, the territory uh, state under the Soviet Union cla- uh, other uh, under the Soviet Union's control but uh, later when the Soviet Union collapsed uh, Russia uh, gave these territories to China because uh, they, like there were different reasons for this one of the reasons because Chinese would bribe some Russian officials another reason is just strategically Russia decided that it is better to have uh, relations with China settled Uh, anyway uh, that conflict was solved between Russia and China and right now uh, there are no argues over the border between Russia and China but uh, with all other countries China has argues uh, one of the most uh, severe conflict is with India uh, every now and then conflicts happen uh, there uh, two armies clash uh, very often with casualties but uh, not only that uh, on Chinese side uh, of the China India border uh, there is a region called Tibet and Tibet is quite controversial a controversial region uh, for China because uh, it tends Uh, it has tendencies to be independent and China puts a lot of efforts into uh, into having this region under its control and into maintain its control there uh, another region that is north of Tibet, it's northwest of China, is Xinjiang, and uh, that's also one of uh, of the regions where separatist, uh, separatist uh, tendencies are quite strong. And right now, uh, if you analyze mass media's there are many talks about Xinjiang genocide Uh, I'm not sure how it is true and uh, I'm not sure if you can use the term genocide to that situation it is quite likely but at the same time uh, there could be a lot of propaganda from Western mass media and propaganda is part of the hybrid war as well but uh, anyway 
that situation with Xinjiang region and with uh, separatist tendencies there is used by by the West to destabilize China. This is for sure. Uh, and not only that, uh, that region is a Muslim region, and right now China is building a lot of infrastructure through Central Asian countries that are also Muslim uh, within the project called One Belt, One Road. That's quite a geopolit- uh, geopolitical project that is uh, not necessarily uh, lucrative, but it is uh, quite safe. It's a way for China to be on the safe side because uh, it, it's a way to export Chinese goods to Europe and the rest of the world uh, and China is limited with uh, trade ways uh, and uh, because right now 70% of the Chinese trade uh, is happening in the South China Sea and that region is uh, the most controversial and the situation there is the most tensed and quite likely in that region uh, some real uh, clashes some uh, will happen because uh, one of the, uh, the first factor here is that Chinese economy depends pretty much on export. Most of the things that China produces, uh, it sells abroad, and for this it gets uh, uh, the income, and that's how it works most of the jobs come from uh, from expert and so on but even more important is that China doesn't have uh, a lot of re- energy resources uh, resources like oil and gas for example uh, definitely not enough to uh, to fulfill its own demand. Uh, so it, it needs to import those resources. And it imports oil, for example, also through South China Sea. And in case if uh, something happens in that region, that ways could be blocked. and. In this case, China could be quite screwed. And here uh, we go, like, uh, here Russia is important for China because uh, Russia plays a role of China's safe backyard, if I could say so. Because Russia has oil, and if Russia is friendly to China, Russia can 
supply oil to China. And uh, recently, some pipelines from Siberia were built to main, mainland China. More important is natural gas. Uh, natural gas is becoming more and more important uh, due to some ecological reasons and ecological reasons are important for the whole planet because uh, lately there have been many initiatives about uh, making the planet safer also a lot of argues uh, if it is necessary or not some people say that the whole global warming is hooks anyway uh, when the Biden administration came to power in the United States they already claimed that there will be moving to the safer uh, 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 to the safer resor- resources for the ecology for the green energy and so on uh, and this is why natural gas is becoming more important because if you take uh, the energy resources that are mostly used now, the natural gas is the safest. Uh, and uh, also, China itself, even if the whole modern, if the whole global economy global warming is hoax, uh, China's ecology still is pretty much screwed. Uh, Anybody who has ever been to China knows that. Like, the air quality there is just notably bad, especially in the north of China. And it's quite notable in Beijing. in winter because of the coal burnt there is a thick small smog and it is very hard to breathe so uh, no matter if the global warming is true or false for China ecology is pretty much important and this is also why natural gas is quite good resource for China. Uh, so th- that's the situation with relations between Russia and China. That uh, China needs Russia as a safe backyard, uh, and second as a country that can supply. China with resources Uh, but at the same time uh, uh, the United States and China are quite obviously rivals and the United States lately have been imposing a lot of sanctions on Russia and Russia suffered from this significantly because Russia is not, in terms of the population, and in terms of the market, Russia is not a big country. Uh, And it cannot stay in isolation for a long period of time. Uh, Sooner or later, it will have to 
improve its relations with the West and uh, develop within a common economy with the Western country or uh, create an alliance with China and develop within common economy with China. Uh, but there is a problem. Uh, even though the China needs Russia, it's, uh, there are some difficulties in terms of culture, in terms of civilization. Uh, two countries are quite difficult, uh, quite different civilizations, and whenever it comes to dealing with each other, there are always problems. It uh, it is true not only uh, between Russians and Chinese, but uh, actually it is true between any nation and Chinese, because all foreigners who have ever had some deals with China would understand that there are always some kind of mis- mean, misunderstanding. There, the, there is always uh, the difference between the way people uh, do business, between the way people do negotiations, and so on. And this is why uh, it is quite a challenge to build up an alliance between Russia and China because of those differences. Uh, at the same time, uh, Russia is uh, for sure, like for sure, closer to the to the West, and for sure, it will be easier to make a deal with the United States, for example, and other European countries, if there will be a political will for this. And uh, I would say that right now is a time when there is a big game for, um, for the future of, like for the future role that Russia is going to play in the future conflict in, in the possible future conflict between China and the United States and for sure the United States will try to pull Russia on its own side and signs of that we already see like uh Late uh, when Donald Trump was the president, there were many talks how Russia is guilty for meddling into the U.S. elections, uh, how Putin is bad, uh, how and so on and so forth. Uh, but right right now. Uh, 
if you take a look at uh, mass medias, the tone of uh, of the content that refers to Russia has softened significantly and soon there will be a, a meeting between uh, two presidents Putin and Joe Biden uh, and uh, it, there is kind of a feeling that there could be a deal because uh, many things that people were afraid of happening didn't happen for example many people in russia would afraid that uh, the pipeline to germany from russia that goes through through the baltic sea will not be built because of the u.s sanctions those sanctions have been lifted and the pipeline is almost finished uh, also th- there are some other talks like the most difficult uh, thing to solve between Russia and the US is situation in Ukraine because as I said at the beginning uh, you uh, like there is a war in Ukraine and the United States supports uh, the Ukrainian government and Russia supports uh, the separatists in the east of Ukraine. Uh, anyway, that's one of the things that could be a, that uh, that sides needs to solve. Also, the situation there is an issue in Belarus. Uh, on the one hand, Russia is trying to integrate with Belarus. On the other hand, uh, there is a huge pro-Western movement that wants uh, cha- change of power in Belarus and Belarus to move to the West. Anyway, th- all these things are uh, things that are uh, like ob- things to be negotiated uh, at the talks. Like uh, the talks, like I, I, I'm not even sure that presidents uh, discuss it. Like usually there are some other guys to discuss it, and when presidents meet, uh, everything is already usually is already negotiated, and presidents usually just sign the deal and uh, make everything official. Uh, so most likely. Uh, the real negotiations uh, happen behind the scene and uh, right now they are happening for sure Uh, and it feels like uh, some agreement has been reached between Russia and China and uh, to reach that agreement there should have been some concessions from the West and what could be those concessions most likely they are uh, about Ukraine and Belarus like the US could agree with more integration between Belarus and Russia and there should be some 
peace in the uh, east of Ukraine uh, but at the same time and uh, yeah and also sanctions uh, there should be no more sanctions and all sanctions could be lifted and that will allow Russian economy to develop uh, at the same time uh, US would require from Russia to uh, to to be on the US side in in the future in the possible future conflict between the US and China or at least don't integrate with China don't build new pipelines to China uh, well, I, I don't know the details and nobody knows the details uh, uh, right now but we can guess that uh, it should be like that strategically it should be like that uh, and uh, like comparing this situation to previous conflicts world conflicts like the first world war and the second world war there was always kind of game between powers on how to create alliances like uh, in the first world world war there was also a big game for example between uh, British Empire and Russian Empire in this in Central Asia because British Empire was afraid of Russia coming closer to India which was British colony and finally uh, like two countries got an agreement uh, and they separated spheres of influence uh, even though before they would be rivals and there was even a Crimean war where countries would fight but then when there was another country like Germany uh, it was a threat to both to England and to Russia so countries managed to settle problems and managed to find a common ground uh, right now situation could be similar uh, anyway we shall live and see these are my thoughts on the modern day international relations thank you